What is up, girlfriend? Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Turk, and I am so dang pumped that you are here. This is a space that is all about real, from the heart, for the soul chats designed to help other women like me fearlessly pursue their dreams, build habits that serve them, and chase after becoming the women that the Lord called them to be. I'm going to get really vulnerable with all my soul sisters out there as I share tangible tools that will help women build the lives that they've dreamed of for the glory of God. We are going to have a whole lot of fun, keep it super real, share in some really great words and fellowship, and take action together that will make us really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. Buckle up because here we go. We are doing the dang thing. Hey, Soul Sister, welcome back. I am so excited that you are here for today's episode because we are going to be talking about a topic that real talk I know is a game changer and might I even say is the secret sauce to growth. (laughs) Wow, what an intro and what a topic. And this is only episode two? I know. But as I promised you, this is a space for real, from the heart, for the soul chats, and I do not like to waste time. So we are getting down to it, girlfriend. So go grab your cup of coffee or mix up that mark and let's get to talking, sister. Now, before we get down to the nitty gritty of this whole secret sauce to grow thing, let me like back it up and set the stage for us a bit. So often in life, we get super caught up in the here and the now. You know, what we have versus what we don't have, where we are right now versus where we wish we were right now, what we are currently doing versus what we thought we should be doing, the things that we have done versus all those things that are still on our list, all the things that we thought that we should have achieved by now versus the things that we've actually achieved. You get where I'm going here. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it is super important to be self-aware and to dial in some serious self-awareness about where we are in the present moment. But what I think most of us can say, and I know for a fact is something that I am guilty of, is having a negative posture surrounding these thoughts about the present. More times than not, I think we could all agree that when we are thinking or talking about where we are, we are coming from a place that is not focused on all of the blessings that God has given us or the beautiful things that we do have in this life, and is rather focused on what we do not yet have and or the things that we are still waiting to achieve. Whoa. Okay. Let me say that again, but slightly different. More times than not, we focus more on what we do not have than what we do have. Dang. I mean, those words just came from me and I feel like I should just drop the mic because guilty. The social media dominated world that we live in pits us up against each other, especially as women. And it pits us up against ourselves. And it does these things in such a way that creates this like really unnecessary negative energy in our lives. One where we are way more likely to think, wow, okay, well, I wish I had what she has, or I wish I was doing what she was doing. Instead of thinking good for her, God surely has blessed her. And I am so happy for her. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the girl who is cheering on other women. I want to be the girl who is hyping my girls up, not thinking negative thoughts about them, which ultimately just brings more negative energy into my life and brings me down. And I want to be the girl who is building myself up, not tearing myself down. I do not do negative energy in my life. And I am always seeking the positive outlook. I want to foster an environment in my life and mindset for myself that is positive. 
And while I am totally not perfect, this is something that I've been spending a lot of time and energy working on over the years. And I've learned something that I know is super key. This is something that not only helps us to appreciate where we are in the moment and have a more positive posture surrounding where we are, but this is something that will keep us growing. This will help us to better serve ourselves and to chase after becoming the women that the Lord called us to be. So what is the secret sauce? I am so glad that you asked. It is reflection. Now, (laughs) don't hate me, but we're going to press pause on that thought for like just a second. One thing that y'all should know about me is that I am such a nerd when it comes to words. Like I just really, really like words and understanding the meanings of things. So this is the first, but will definitely not be the last time that I'm going to use the dictionary to define a word because, well, I just love doing this. But honestly, I think it's super helpful because so many words that we use get taken out of context these days. Reflection is a noun defined as the fixing of thoughts on something with careful consideration, a thought occurring in consideration or meditation. Now, I'm sure you're currently thinking to yourself, but okay, Lindsay, what the actual heck does this and reflection have to do with my personal growth journey? And why do you think that reflection is the secret sauce to growth? Which is a totally fair question that I am the most pumped to explain. As we've talked about, it is so easy to get caught up focusing more on what we don't have rather than focusing on on all of the amazing things that we do have and the beautiful life that God has blessed us with. Taking that one step further, when we are going through tough stuff and hard life seasons, it becomes even harder. We find ourselves questioning why the heck the things that we are experiencing are happening and wondering what in the world God is doing in our lives because the things that are happening just do not make sense. So I promise that I'm going to be very vulnerable with y'all and that I'm going to keep it real. So I'm going to share that I have been hardcore in one of these seasons myself. I've been navigating having my heart broken and all that comes with that the last couple months. It has led me to some serious doubting and questioning God like I've really never done before. And truthfully, it's just been really hard. And as I've been navigating these feelings and making efforts to move forward, I've been questioning just a lot of different things in my life and decisions that I need to make moving forward in my life. I've been caught up in a season of questioning and waiting. And and like I said, I've just been struggling. Then a couple of weeks ago, I had this like light bulb moment as I was having dinner with a friend where I was telling her something and giving her a piece of advice that I should have been telling myself and advice that I should have been giving to myself. But it's been helping me ever since. And it is so important. I said, life is hard and God takes us through tough trials. We try so hard to make sense of things in the moment, but we are not supposed to understand why things are happening while they are happening. The trials that we face are hard, but we are not in them alone. God is with us and he is before us and he does not bring us through anything that we cannot get through. The things we are going through right now are preparing us for what is to come. It is all a part of a process and the process is a piece of the purpose for him to get us to the promise. Right now, it doesn't make sense. But we will look back on these moments down the road and we will understand what role it was playing to get us to where we are then. Just like we can look back now and see the role that the previous trials and the previous seasons have played to getting us to this moment, the moment that we are currently in. Like I said, 
I said those words to my friend, but those were words that I needed to be reminded of. And this is something that God has taught me over and over again in life, which leads me to why I think that reflection is the secret sauce to growth. We need to constantly be in a posture of reflection because as we fix our thoughts on where we have been with careful consideration, as reflection is defined, (laughs) we can not only see how far we have come, but we can learn to appreciate the role that where we were played into getting us to where we are at and where we are going. Reflection not only allows us to appreciate where we have been, but encourages us to actively seek and to learn from the experiences, trials, and seasons that we have navigated. This in turn allows us to truly constantly pursue a growth mindset. Let's think about it like this. The place we are at in life right now, the things that we have in life right now, and all of the things that we are doing and the way that we are living right now, the versions of ourselves four years ago, yeah, we were dreaming of this. Let's take me, for example. Four years ago, almost to this exact day, I graduated from college, which, holy cow, that is so crazy to say. But anyways, four years ago, I was an eager and terrified new grad, and I was like ready to take on the world. I think about that version of myself and the things that new grad Lindsay wanted. She wanted to build her relationship with Jesus, create an amazing home in a city, have an exciting career, be surrounded by amazing friends and community, live unapologetically and chase after her dreams. And President Lindsay has done and does those things. And I know that if you thought about where you were four years ago versus where you are right now, that you could probably tell me the same story. And if not, then that's completely okay, because that's a mission that we are going on together here, girlfriend. But we could focus more on what we don't have than what we do have, or we could focus on all the things that God has given us and rest in his promise to provide for and fulfill the promises of our hearts. Because are there things that I thought I would have right now that I don't have yet? Oh my goodness, yes. There are so many things that I thought would be going on in my life at age 25 that haven't happened yet. But I know that God has those things coming for me and that his timing is far greater than mine. And on top of that, I am living the life that I've dreamed of and the life that Lindsay four years ago was longing for. And I've learned so much these last four years. I can look back at all the trials that I've been through and all of the hard things that I've experienced and just everything that has gone on in my life these last four years. And I can see the role that all of those things were playing in preparing me for now. Through reflection, I have learned and can see that those things were giving me the strength and the mindset that I needed to navigate the seasons that I've been through and the season that I am currently in. Those things were bringing me closer to Jesus and helping me to pursue him, to prepare me to sit here and to talk to you about this right now. There truly, truly was a reason for it all. God knew what he was doing. And like he he always does. I experience things and I'm like, oh my goodness, why in the world is this happening? And then I just always know that God knew what he was doing. And so I wonder, why did I ever question it? But Anyways, I am so certain of and super passionate about the importance of reflection in our personal growth journeys. So much so that it is going to be a theme that you hear throughout this podcast. As we move forward, we are going to share in fellowship and hear from some amazing people. And they're going to speak on topics that are going to help us fearlessly share our dreams, build habits that serve us, and chase after becoming the woman that the Lord called us to be. 
one commonality that we are going to hear from all these amazing people is hearing them share and what they would go back and tell themselves four years ago. We're going to ask the question to them, what would you go back and tell yourself four years ago? And it is my hope and my prayer for us that hearing these words will encourage and remind us to remain in a posture of reflection and that the things that are shared with us will speak to us where we are, helping us to chase after becoming the women that the Lord called us to be. So in the spirit of reflection and the question, what would you go back and tell yourself four years ago? I've been carefully considering what that is for me. And I've come up with four things that I would tell Lindsay four years ago. These are things that have been themes throughout my life these past four years and that God has constantly reminded me of. And I know that if Lindsay four years ago knew all these things, then she would have wasted, she would have definitely not have wasted as much time worrying and questioning and life would have just been a little bit easier for her. So I am really freaking pumped to share all these things with you because they have been such game changers for me. And I just hope that they speak to you the same way that they have changed my life. So number one, a few months back, I heard someone say, focus more on who you are trying to become and less on what you are trying to achieve. And this quote has just been so, so good to me. And it is definitely something that Lindsay four years ago needed to hear. And honestly, it's something that I am constantly reminding myself of right now. I don't know if you were into the Enneagram test, but I freaking love the Enneagram. Like I love it so much and I nerd out about it so much. And it is a thousand percent something that is going to be referenced a lot throughout this podcast, just because I think it is so dang cool. I'm an Enneagram three, which means that I'm the achiever. What this means is that I like to accomplish, get things done and check boxes. Navigating post-grad life specifically, I fell into the into the comparison trap so hard. And being an Enneagram three made it even harder. I saw all of these other people achieving and checking the boxes of the things that I wanted with the timeline that I expected to receive them in. From getting really cool opportunities to landing amazing jobs before graduating, to just knowing what job they even wanted to do, to moving cities, getting engaged and married, having babies, the list goes on and on. But the moral of the story is that I just let comparison get the best of me because I was focusing more on what I wanted to achieve and the timeline that I expected to achieve these things in, not on making the most of the moment that I was presently in and where I was at. It is so important to remember that where we are right now matters. It is not a coincidence and it is not an accident. God has a purpose for us in this moment, in this season, and we have to focus on that and lean into him in order for him to work through what we are going through so that he can shape our hearts and mold our minds to be the people that he needs us to be in order to achieve the desires of our hearts and all the things that he has in front of us. Also, being an Enneagram 3 means that your girl loves crushing some dang goals. And I have spent an obscene amount of energy and time creating goals and a timeline to achieve goals in. Goals are great and all, don't get me wrong. But throughout the years, creating goals, at least for me, has been more about the achievement and the box checking rather than the growth. Here's what I've learned. Goals are not placed on our hearts by coincidence. God has put things on our hearts to align us with him and the plans that he has for us in order to glorify him. The path there may not look the way we think. It usually doesn't. And it may take longer than we anticipate, which it also usually does. But that's because it's not up to us. If there's anything that 2020 taught me, it's that life is not about my time or timeline, that it is truly about God's. 
So I've really worked to become more focused on the behaviors it takes to achieve certain goals and becoming more like the person who achieves those goals that are on my heart rather than the goals themselves. Focus more on who you are trying to become and less on what you are trying to achieve. That now brings us to number two, expectancy. Over the last four years, like all of us, I've been through a lot and I've navigated a variety of seasons and situations, but one commonality has been across it all. And it's been that I have been in a season of waiting from trying to make Charlotte feel like home and find a community to navigating career changes, to planning for the future and to figuring out if I was supposed to stay in Charlotte and everything in between. I've done my fair share of waiting. And I am still waiting. I'm waiting to figure out parts of my career, waiting for my person, and waiting to start the family that I've always dreamed of. My life is beautiful and amazing, but I also feel like I need some changes. And I'm the most rational thinker of all time when it comes to change. So I've been praying and waiting to see where the Lord leads me here. Basically, what I'm getting at is that I've been playing the waiting game for four years, but While my waiting has been the name of the game through it all, my posture has drastically shifted. In many ways, my circumstances have remained the same, but the way I think about my circumstances is different. A couple of years ago, I was sitting in church and I listened to a message on expectancy, which completely changed my posture around waiting. Expectancy. Expect and see. You see, the Bible is covered in stories of waiting. Take Noah, for example. Noah waited something like 75 years as he built the ark, expecting to see the flood come before the Lord brought the flood. Job. People believe that the insane trials that he went through lasted upwards of two years. And the entire time he expected for the Lord to fulfill his promise to care for him. And he saw the fulfillment of that promise. The Israelites. The Israelites were in the desert waiting for the promised land And God had them there waiting for 40 years. And while, yes, it took 40 years, they were there with this posture of expectancy where they expected to see God fulfill his promise and to make it to the promised land. And they made it there. The birth of Jesus, mankind waited thousands of years in expectation for Jesus to come before he came. Seeing this has been a key piece in the change of my posture towards being in a season of waiting. I've realized that the Bible is a story of waiting. Waiting truly is just all over the Bible. And I so strongly think that the Lord wants us to constantly be in a posture of expectancy because we're supposed to be preparing for the return of Christ. In Revelation twenty two twenty, Jesus says, surely I am coming soon. So just as we should expect and will see that Jesus is coming again, we should expect that God is always moving and doing great things in our life, and we will see his great works happen. We should expect that God is going to provide and lead us where we're meant to go, even if it's not where we thought we would go, and we will witness it happen. We should expect that God is by our side, helping us through all the lows in our lives, and we will see him every step of the way. We should expect that God has a reason for all the struggles that we feel and the trials that we face, and we will see him turn them into tribulations. It may not be what we thought, but he is sovereign and his plans are so good. My verse of the year last year was Isaiah 60, 22, and it just goes so perfectly with this and this lesson. It says, when the time is right, I, the Lord will make it happen. 
And then again, my verse for this year has been Proverbs 16, three, which says, commit yourself to the Lord and he will establish your plans. Embrace the season of expectancy. Expect to see the promises fulfilled and witness the fulfillment of the promise. That's a big one for me, but that now brings us to number three, control the controllable. If you caught the first episode of the Hey Soul Sister podcast, then you heard me talk a little bit about this one. And if you didn't catch the first episode, then I would love for you to go back and listen because it tells you a lot more about me um, in this podcast and why I started it and what to expect. But anyways, when I graduated and moved to Charlotte, I was having a really, really rough time. I was starting life in a new city where I barely knew anyone, trying to figure out how to adult, navigating my new career, trying to make a home for myself, build a community, and I was going through a breakup. This was all super tough, and it made my first months out in the real world some of the hardest that I had ever experienced. I got so down and was seriously feeling like nothing was going my way, questioning where I was at and what I was doing in life in a way that I had never experienced before. I finally had this light bulb moment where I realized while, yes, much of what I was experiencing was out of my control, I could control the controllable. There were actions that I could take and things that I could be doing that while they wouldn't change the circumstances I was navigating, would drastically improve my mindset on those circumstances. There were things that I could be doing that would allow me to make the most out of the place where I was at. Controlling the controllable is a game-changing mindset. So if you've been feeling like nothing is going your way in life and that you have no control, then I challenge you to ask yourself, what can I control? And then go do a lot of that. For me, it was focusing on strengthening my relationship with the Lord, building a better mindset, finally getting healthy, and really getting down to figuring out who I wanted to be and the type of life I wanted to lead. I'm not exaggerating when I say that focusing on these actions truly is what has me sitting here talking to you today. So when I say run, do not walk to ask yourself these questions, I seriously mean it. Ask yourself that question, figure out what those things are and start taking action. Control the controllable. That now brings us to number four, his plan, his will, my faith. (laughs) This is a really big one for me. This is one that I remind myself of all the time. Like I legit say this to myself like 50 times a day because I love being in control. But at the end of the day, I know that my life is not for me to control, but for me to live seeking to glorify God and to faithfully follow him. We cannot have God's will until we relinquish trying to have our own. More times than I would like to admit these last four years, I've experienced situations um, and gone through situations where I've said, God, I give this to you, but I was still holding on to it. And each time I would finally come to this realization of, well, yeah, I said I gave that to God, but honestly, like I truly didn't. And then I would turn it over to him. And then that is when I found peace. And that is when I found clarity. Life is so full of storms. It has hard times and it's just so many unexpected trials. It feels so unpredictable and there is so much unknown. It's easy to want to tame the waves ourselves, seek light from the wrong places or take control ourselves. But we serve a father that says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. We serve a father who promises that anything he brings us to, he will bring us through. We serve a father that makes us weak so that we can be made strong through him. 
We serve a father that promises us peace. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When we truly turn it over and give it to the Lord, then fix our eyes on him, we see that he silences the storm. We remember that nothing that we experience is a surprise to him and that nothing is unknown to him. We remember that he brings us light, joy, hope, and love, and that all the peace and strength that we need is found in him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Sister, I can't stress this one enough. His plan, his will, our faith. Dang, y'all, I can't explain to you what these four key things I've learned these past four years mean to me. I hope that they've resonated with you in the same way that they've been key realizations for me and the way that I seek to live my life. If it weren't for reflection, I wouldn't have had these realizations and I wouldn't have grown for them. But because I have fixed my thoughts on where I have been with careful consideration, as reflection is defined, I can not only see how far I've come, but I've learned to appreciate the role that where I was played in getting me to where I am at and where I am going. Reflection has not only allowed me to appreciate where I have been, but encourages me to actively seek and to learn from the experiences, trials, and seasons that I've navigated. This in turn has allowed me to constantly pursue a growth mindset, chasing after becoming the woman that the Lord has called me to be. I hope that you now understand why I am so certain of and passionate about the importance of reflection in our personal growth journeys. It is my hope and my prayer for us that moving forward, as we continue discussing reflection and actively reflecting together, that God will help us to remain in a posture of reflection and that the things that are shared here will speak to us where we are and help us to build strong habits and chase after becoming the women that the Lord has called us to be. So here's to us, sister, being proud of who we were four years ago, being proud of ourselves right now, and putting in some amazing work to be even prouder of where we will be four years from now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, girlfriend. If you love this episode and it's really resonating with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with one of your soul sisters. Or share it on your social media and tag me so I can reach out and thank you for helping to get the message out. I am the most dang thankful that we are on this journey together to become really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. We are doing the dang thing and I can't wait to see where it takes us.